Welcome to the Ogletree Deacons Podcast, a brief discussion of compelling legal issues and practical insights. Please note that the information in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be, nor should it be construed as legal advice. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or through your favorite podcast service. Please consider rating and reviewing so that we may continue to provide the content that covers your needs. Please enjoy the program. Hi, I'm Amanda Mullane, and I have Claudia Martorell with me. We are both immigration shareholders with Ogletree Deacon San Diego office. We're here today to discuss the temporary COVID-19 flexibilities and steps toward compliance. This is the first in a series of podcasts that our compliance team here at Ogletree Deacons will be putting together for you on all things I-9, E-Verify, and compliance in those areas. Claudia, can you provide us with an overview of the temporary COVID-19 policy? What was permitted and what's required now that it's sunsetting? Sure. Thanks, Amanda. So we all remember when the pandemic started with all of the social distancing measures, the government allowed certain flexibilities for employers. The temporary COVID policy was that employers were permitted to inspect documents remotely for the I-9 and to complete the I-9 virtually until the employer returned to normal in-person operations or until the policy ended. Well, we have an end date for the policy that is July 31st. So as of August 1st, employers who verify documents remotely during the pandemic are required to come into compliance um, by the 30-day grace period, which ends on August 30th, and verify documents physically. Now, there has been a change in this space just recently where the government is allowing certain employers to continue to perform this I-9 verification remotely, meaning that they still have to comply within the 30-day period, but they can do so remotely. So Amanda, can you tell us what that policy is? Yes, this will be effective August 1st, and it is permitting qualified employers to fulfill the in-person document inspection requirement of the COVID-19 temporary policy by continuing to review the documents remotely. An employer must have been enrolled in E-Verify at the time that the I-9 was completed in good standing in E-Verify, meaning that they're in compliance with the memorandum of understanding that they would have signed off on at the time they enrolled in E-Verify. An e-verify case would need to have been created for the employee at issue, and the remote inspection of the documents and completion of that online would have had to have occurred during the validity period of the COVID-19 temporary policy. So now what steps, what's next for employers? What would they want to consider in deciding how to tackle compliance with the COVID-19 updates by the August 30th deadline? The first step really is defining the employee population. So pulling the I-9s that would have been either completed initially or re-verified during the March 2020 to July 31st, 2023 validity period of his temporary rule. Within those I-9s, determine who is no longer with the company, who has been terminated. Those I-9s can be updated indicating that the individual has been terminated and the date of the separation. Those can then be set aside. Any I-9s in that batch where the documents were physically inspected in person can be set aside as well. 
no further action would be required. What you should be left with is those I-9s that did get completed using the COVID-19 temporary flexibilities. Additionally, employees that will need to go through this update should be notified and informed that it's a compliance step that needs to occur because of the temporary policy sunsetting. So Claudia, those that are eligible for the alternative procedure, what do they need to consider? So when considering a policy, employers might want to consider whether they're going to be using the alternative procedures for all of their population or just for certain um, certain groups of employees. Whatever the policy they're going to be using just needs to be applied consistently to avoid the appearance of discrimination. So for instance, the employer can perform the alternate procedures for their remote employees, but for those employees who are in the office and in person, they can choose to continue the physical examination of their documents. So again, whatever the policy, just make sure that it is applied consistently just to avoid any discrimination concerns. So otherwise, for everyone, whether they're using the alternative procedure or not, employers may want to consider whether they're going to update the existing I-9 form or whether they're going to complete an entirely new section two. And this would be most applicable to uh, the, the paper forms. So just consider if an employee presents entirely different documents, seeing that the form I-9, the paper form I-9 has very limited space to include information on all of those documents, the Department of Homeland Security has recommended that employers consider completing a new section two of form I-9 and attaching that section two to the original form. And this just cuts down on errors and it, it makes the process a lot neater. Also, if another person who did not originally complete the form I-9 is completing the form, there's some additional information that needs to be put into that field. So again, it can get messy. Employers might wanna consider following the DHS guidance and completing a new section two. Employers using the electronic systems, um, they'll want to check in with their vendor because the system capabilities can vary. So has DHS provided guidance on what the employer is required to put on the I-9 as they're updating it? They've inspected the original documents. What are they supposed to write on the I-9? Well, the form should have originally said, you know, when the remote inspection was completed, it needed to have noted the remote inspection and the date that it was completed. Now the documents have to be physically inspected or the alternative procedures have to be completed. Employers must list COVID-19 documents physically examined on the date, the initials, and or the name of the person who completed it, if it's somebody else who did not originally complete the I-9 form and their job title. But the requirements are a little bit different if using the alternative procedures. Amanda, can you tell us about what those requirements are? Yes, there are specific steps an employer needs to comply with. The employer needs to be provided with a copy of the documents from the employee to review. That is step one. Those need to be reviewed to determine that they appear reasonably genuine. Next, there needs to be a live video interaction with the employee and the employer or the employer's authorized representative. The employee needs to present the same documents as part of this interaction 
Additionally, the employer needs to keep clear and legible copies of the documents the employee presented for this I-9 completion. Those need to be retained, and in the event of an audit from a government agency, those do need to be provided as part of the I-9 record. Okay, so Amanda, I'm going to ask you, because I know it will come up, doesn't this seem duplicative? It seems like employers are now having to perform another virtual verification on top of the virtual verification that they originally completed. I agree with you. As part of finalizing this rule, the government did review what would be an equivalent level of security compared to completing in-person document inspection. And as part of this evaluation, they have determined that the steps that an employer needs to complete as part of the alternative procedure do meet this level of security. So the alternative procedure is substituting into the requirement for viewing documents in person. I guess that makes sense. So if an employer can't meet with an employee in person, they aren't eligible for the alternative procedures, or they just don't want to use it as their policy. What options do they have to um, complete the in-person verification of the I-9? Authorized representatives can still be used. So employers who have employees that are fully remote, that are not in the position to visiting a corporate office to complete this step, they can utilize an authorized representative to complete this step on their behalf. An authorized representative can be any adult that the employer authorizes to review the documents in person and complete the Form I-9. The authorized representative does need to meet in person with the employee and complete the I-9 on behalf of the employer. So this could be a friend of the employee, a family member of the employee, a colleague of the employee. It could also be a notary public. I know a lot of employers have utilized that option. It's important with notary publics to make sure they understand you're not asking that they perform their notary duties. They're being asked to complete the I-9 on behalf of the employer. It's important to note in the state of California that a notary public cannot act as an authorized representative for an employer to complete an I-9 form unless they are a bonded immigration consultant. Additionally, employers do really need to be aware that even though you're having an authorized representative complete the I-9 on your behalf, you are fully liable for any errors or omissions on that form or that occur in the process. That's right. And for that reason, it is important for employers to consider providing very detailed step-by-step instructions to the authorized representatives. So the instructions with perhaps some screenshots showing them what they need to complete and how to complete it. Or another option is for the employer to monitor the process via a video call. And also the I-9 should be reviewed right away just to see if there are any mistakes that can be corrected. So to end, let's get into some FAQs that I know have come up. Amanda, if an employer elects to use the alternative procedures, what happens if an employee requests to be verified in person? That would be fine. The employer should permit the employee to be verified 
using the traditional I-9 rules for them to appear in person, present their documents in person, and complete the I-9 pursuant to the traditional regulations. Claudia, let me ask you, what if an employee refuses to comply completely? They will not provide their documents using an alternative procedure. They will not provide them in person. They just say no. Yes, I could see that. I mean, they've already provided them once. If they don't want to provide them again, well, it is, it's an I-9 requirement and employers can't continue to employ someone who has not complied with I-9 requirements. So the employer could be looking at termination. That's right. Another question that I have received from E-Verify employers is whether or not a new E-Verify case is required as part of this COVID-19 compliance exercise. And the answer to that would be no. If the employee has already been ran through E-Verify, the case was created, then a new E-Verify case is not required. Another question is, what if the employee provides expired documents? So per DHS, expired documents are fine for this COVID-19 compliance, as long as they were valid at the time that they were originally presented um, during the pandemic. The only exception here would be if the documents are subject to re-verification. So for instance, if the employee is in a work status that needs to be re-verified, this would be a good opportunity for the employer to uh, request updated documents and to complete the re-verification. I think a good example of that, it would be an employment authorization document or an EAD. If that document was presented initially in the I-9 process and expires, it does work for this compliance activity, but there's the additional step of re-verification in Section 3. That's right. We are going to go ahead and close at this point. I am sure there will be further updates in this area soon. We do want to note that there is a new I-9 form that is coming out, and it will take effect on August 1st. There is a grace period for the existing form that is in place until October 31st. Further, the alternative procedures that we have been discussing as part of the COVID-19 temporary policy compliance will also apply going forward to new hires. We have a webinar scheduled for August 1st that myself and our immigration practice group co-leader Bernard Mueller will present on and we will cover the new form and all things that we are aware of with respect to this new rule. Please join us. It should be very informative. And also stay tuned for additional podcasts in our I-9 series. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us on the Ogletree Deacons podcast. You can subscribe to our podcasts on Apple Podcasts or through your favorite podcast service. Please consider rating and reviewing so that we may continue to provide the content that covers your needs. And remember... The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as legal advice.